Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This is the time. This is when it happens. The Oktoberfest of sackings occurs now. <laughs> the second episode of the Pyramids of Alcott. Now, where were Liverpool when Jurgen Klopp came in on their knees after sacking Brendan Rodgers yeah. about two months into the season? And he has transformed them into perennial title challengers. You, you know, know what I mean? That's I've what got, we're going to do. This is. The, what do you, you mean you've got me? No, you've got, got me nothing. Because <laughs> yeah. we're dealing, with, we're dealing with hypotheticals, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like his work okay. rate and his battling, but. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, how long are we going to run this gimmick now? You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Ripple Effect, our second podcast of the week. If you haven't checked out the first one, it was fantastic. It was so good. And Kweku and Cams are joining me right now to talk about the second episode of the Pyramids of Alcott. Now, last week we spoke about Premier League managers. This week we'll be doing the same. But last year we were talking about Premier League managers over the whole Premier League era and the impact that they've had, both the good and the bad. This time, and we do this most years, and generally, we, you know, in the last podcast we were talking about managerial sackings. And this is the time. This is when it happens. The Oktoberfest of sackings occurs now. <laughs> so, Let's go. bizarrely, you look at managers and you think, they're fine. They're safe. And actually, with 60 managers going last year, you would think that maybe, just maybe, some of these managers that you see before you in this beautiful uh, Pyramid of Alcott's tier list might be safe for the season. But on average, there's about nine that go, which mm. just does seem it does seem crazy to me when you look at some of these guys. And what we're going to have to do here is work our way through the tiers. And the pyramid element is the fact that in the bottom tier, which is gone by May, we have eight places and we have to have eight places. So we have to put forward eight managers that will be gone by May. The second tier or second bottom tier is punching. So this is one of those ones where um, there's a bit of nuance to it, but it's basically it's not going well, but you're hanging in there and you're kind of punching above their weight. I'm not sure I rate him as highly as he rates himself. Mm-hmm. All of those things. Six spots for that one. I think that's where we're going to hang people the most. Uh, an old staple of JLA content. He's good. But is he He's good? good. <laughs> that's uh, four spots for that one. So again, we're not sure just how good these managers are. And look, let's be honest, when it comes to Premier League managers... It's generally kind of the best of the best right now. We've got some good stats on how much money these managers have spent because I think that's important as well. You, Cam, you spoke about that in the last podcast in terms of stripping away sometimes the badge, like just how good are these guys. Mm-hmm. In second, the second tier, we've got elite. There will be two spaces for that. Only two spaces. Mm. And then in the top spot, we will have our pound for pound champion. 
Now, the power for pound element of it could ruffle feathers. And I, I think what we'll do is we'll we'll sort of make our way round, put forward our ideas, and and then from there we can wiggle it about and, and mould it into a stunning pyramid. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, guys, if you haven't uh, followed the podcast, please do. And if you haven't checked out the guys, quick, who's got a YouTube channel, go support him. Cam's is bloody everywhere. <laughs> he's definitely on Twitter. I know of that. <laughs> so go check him out as well. Links in the description for both the guys. Go support everyone that comes onto this podcast because they're all wonderful people. Right. So we have. We had 20 managers, um, but we thought for the numbers, and we had 21 last week, we thought we'd chuck in the man, the myth. He always finds his way, Tyndall. <laughs> uh, because good old Tyndall is, you know, he's a main character. Yeah. Uh, will we ever see Tyndall back to the, you know, in the number in the hot seat once again? Oh, like, go on then, big man. Like, you, you want to <laughs> be chatting the most in the background. Go and be a number one. Um, but in all seriousness, yeah, go and be a number one. I've seen it, like, there's so many managers that have gone out there and... And you look at how well Steve Clark is doing right now for Scotland in terms of he was always a number two. Feud has been a number two, but has gone and found the right situation for him and he's thriving. Um, if Tinder wants to be the guy, then go and be the guy. He, he had a minute at Bournemouth, didn't work. Probably maybe the wrong club for him. Or, you know, maybe he's just the perfect assistant manager. Yeah. But, you know, he always makes his way into most managerial scenarios, apart from actually being a manager. <laughs> so I thought we'd chuck him in here. But I reckon he's not going to be gone by May, but he's not going to be in by May either. So we'll just chuck him down there to make this a little bit easier. Right. <laughs> Who would like to go first? Is anyone seeing a face are there we, that they feel potently uh, Are we angry starting or by the top or about? bottom? Up to you, mate. So, Let's start off bottom. Give me a face. Just give me a face that screams out. Uh, I'm gonna out give you a face. I'm gonna give you Ariola. Yes, that's a good place to start. Yep. So Ariola, uh, currently nine games without a victory. Um, he was in a solid place coming into it with a good record. Mm-hmm. But he's gone on to obviously have a, a few struggles right now. They've spent a lot of money. Uh, as well, um, how are we feeling about Iriola? Um, like you said, hipster lean. We were fancying him in pre-season. It's not gone. It's not gone well for him. And I think that juxtapose it with how Wolves are looking, um, and the fact that they've just lost to Wolves. Um, they sat. Um, they sat Gary O'Neill. I, I, I think that he's probably the next man to go. There's. There's no wonder that he's uh, at the top of the sack race. Mm. And I wouldn't be surprised by the time this podcast comes out yeah, if he's, he's been going. sacked because because it's not. It's not been. It's not been right for Bournemouth. But the saving grace for them is that the newly promoted teams have struggled this season. Otherwise, it could it could be curtains already for Bournemouth. Um, but I expect them to be done with Iriola very, very quickly. Do you, There's a lot of things you're going to throw at him in terms of, oh, it's you know, the Premier League is different. Do you buy into that? Because this is what I think is amazing with this, is that it is only nine games, but mm. the Premier League is obviously cutthroat. And he ha- they've spent more money than, than a lot of the other teams, but some of those players haven't been available to him as of yet. So that doesn't help with it all. Like, what do you think the truth is with him? Like, I got, you know, I think we're going to struggle to get him in, into any of the top two, mm. maybe three. Do you think it was a little bit too soon for him? Do you think he's punching? And or Because I think it's one of the two things, right? Either you stick with him and you stick with him. Mm-hmm. Or you know, you've got to be ruthless and get rid of him ASAP and thus he will be gone by May. I feel like a lot of the times when with these type of managers is that it's not always about their... They're easy to sack because of how inspirational they come across, if you get what I mean. And I think he hasn't... When I look at him, 
yes, he's got the tactics and well, he has his way of trying to play and he's done well in, in other leagues. But it's not so much about the fact that he's here. It's about how inspirational they seem for me in like conference, press conferences on the touchline. Did they, do they captivate the city? You know what I mean? Does it look like the city absolutely love that manager? And sometimes they're just the easy ones to get rid of. And if he was, if it was Gary O'Neill, for example, who, who the whole the whole ground love him. He seems confident in press conferences. He speaks well. Then all of a sudden you think to yourself, yeah, I'm gonna give him more time. But sometimes you look at some guys and you just think to yourself, is he even really wanna be here? I think Wolves go through this a lot. You know, they have a manager come in and you're like, yeah, it, it kind of feels like he's trying to audition himself to, I can get a better job here. Yeah, I'm just doing this to show the world, hey, I can do the Premier League thing and I'm gonna move on. But I just think he hasn't really captivated uh, the Bournemouth kind of, cities that's what i see it as so if we've got eight spots for gone by may mm -hmm. in terms of managers that you expect to be going right now mm -hmm. let's talk about gary and neil and put i'm going to put him next to him for a second since of gone by may which is a dangerous thing to, to say especially off the back of them winning i think what is forgotten about bournemouth had a player sent off and, yeah. and that does make mm, a difference true. in games of football especially tight games like that lewis I, I felt for Iriola. Also, I've, I've read that he hasn't got his assistant manager. He hasn't no. got an assistant manager, yeah. which just seems odd. Why? I, I don't actually know. But that's, you know, in the Premier League, that's going to that's that's destroy but, you. Uh, but at Velocano, things were set up perfectly for him. And he, he finished 11th in La Liga. Congratulations. But the Premier League is a different kettle of fish. Mm. Not only because, I don't want to sound so Premier League biased, but it's... Uh, different eyeballs, different scrutiny, and you replace the man that the fans are kind of fond of because he did a decent job. So who is a better manager to you, Iraola or Gary O'Neill? Do you know what? I was I, <laughs> As a man who watched Bournemouth when they played against the big sides last season, I watched Wolves again when they played against the big sides, but then hearing Gary O'Neill's talk about how in detail and how much information he gives to his players and how much of a tactician he actually is, and then you see the results... I don't know. The results speak for themselves. And I think mm. that at this moment in time, I can't sit here and say that Iraola is a better manager than Gary O'Neill because he's done a better job in the jobs that he's been in. Uh, do you know what? what I would say, Gary O'Neill, and I thought, so my take on it was that Iraola seems like an, a really impressive manager mm. here. And uh, Gary O'Neill has less experience, more experience than Premier League, but less experience overall. And again, we were talking about that in the last podcast in terms of, you know, games. I think it's the same when it comes to, to managers. And, but that said, is the Bournemouth squad worse than the Wolves squad? I don't think the Wolves squad is miles better, uh, if if better, than hmm. than the Bournemouth squad. I, like with the money that they've spent, yeah, they spent a lot of money. More more, pr more proven players in the Wolves squad, some yeah. Premier League proven. Um, I would. I don't think there's yeah. a player in Bournemouth's team who's as good as Pedro Neto. Mm. Um, I don't think that Bournemouth have got a defender as form, yeah, good sure. as Matt Kilman. Mm. Um, I just think that Wolves more established, just a better team. Maybe squads wise, Bournemouth Dep might be a bit probably deeper. got more depth. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. Um, I think Wolves have got best out of eleven. Yeah, Solanke will go get walk into Wolves team. Was, yeah, that was the other name I was, yeah. I was thinking about there. Mm. Okay, so the th important thing is, in terms of gone by May, like we said, we've got to get eight in this pyramid. Yeah, and and on average there are nine. So who? Let's fill up that bottom. All right, let's fit it up. Who's okay. going? Who's okay. going to go this year? What's going to happen? All right, it's 
you you going? Yeah, Vincent Company. I don't wanna, I don't want to say it, I don't want to say it, but um, Burnley have not had great results, and like you say, there've been so many managerial changes over the history of the Premier League. It suggests that if you're struggling at the bottom of the table and you spend that much money, you're probably going to lose your yeah. job. I've got Company there as well. I've got. Um... Is that that's a massive um, that's a massive problem for for Burnley because Huge. the players that they've bought, they've spent money, and they're they're generally from they're either Belgian have played in the Belgian league mm. or uh, have come from Man City. And so all of that suggests there's, you know, there's that intel there from mm. uh, from company. If you take company out of that, whoever you bring in won't have that knowledge mm. of those players. So, and look, we've got to populate it. I get it. And I think it makes sense because it's not going well right now. But will Burnley be better off if they do sack him? Which is a different question. Well, it depends on what Burnley's long-term goal is. If lo- Burnley's long-term goal is to establish an identity of playing a certain type of football... Send a five-year deal as well. Yeah. I, but if Burnley's goal is to stay in the Premier League, then, yeah, you, it's probably best for, for them to sack from, uh, Vincent Company to try, and, to try and trigger a difference, to try and trigger a change. Because a lot of times, these managers that come in, it's not necessarily the tactics that they bring in. It's just a change yeah. of the voice yeah. in the dressing room. Yeah. And I think that... That might happen at Burnley and company might have to, to face the boot. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, yeah. I don't totally disagree. I think they love it. It I seems like counterintuitive, though. Yeah. Mm. But I think you see that time and time again. You, mm-hmm. you but you, you created this period, mate. We've got to fill up the eight I think sometimes, <laughs> it could be, sometimes it could actually work in your favour, though. We've seen it with um, Nigel Adkins. He got sacked from Southampton and everyone was like, what? what are you doing? And then they brought in Poch, was it not Poch yeah. yet? Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay. And the same thing with Chris Hewitt. Remember when he got sacked from Brighton and everyone was like, what? Yeah. Nah, you guys are going down anyway. How can you sack Chris Hewitt? And then was it Graham Potter? Yeah. Graham Potter that came after him and then the rest is history. So, hey, you know, sometimes sacking is the right thing to do, you know? Hecking yeah. bottom for me is a tap-in. Yep. Yeah, I've got him there. Uh, and, yeah. Gone by Christmas. If he's still there come January, then that is pitiful in my opinion because they're not really even showing any kind of like it's even when they play against Man United to stay, the, to stay in the but this is these are all matching up to what I've got apart from one and I think there's going to be one where we have a philosophical difference I've got Sean Dyche in my gone by May wow and and, and I I think that Gary O'Neill in this in this section is quite harsh. But I've got Sean Dyche yeah, in there. Yeah, I, I don't have Gary O'Neill in this. And I've got Marco okay. Sil- Marco Silva in there as well. Yeah, um, we talked about Marco Silva in terms of he's a man that can get easily frustrated. We've seen him jump at different opportunities and attempt to jump at a different opportunity in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the way that Fulham have run, they're not the most cohesive at board level in terms of the way Tony Khan runs that football club. Mm-hmm. I can see Marco Silva as a man who is quite ambitious and wants yeah. to earn the most money and also be at the biggest clubs. I think that that relationship. With Fulham can quite easily dissolve, and I can see him being gone by May. Yeah, I've got that one as well. I've got, and obviously, I've got the Luton manager as well, just because it's Luton, in it? And <laughs> yeah, I expect them to be towards the end, so I'm just expecting that they will change the manager. But I haven't got Gary O'Neill there, but I've got the rest. I've got the rest there. I've got Marco Silva there as well. Um, and do you know what? I haven't got him here in my list now, but I think a little wild card that people might also have to yeah. watch out for. Might be Steve Cooper. Right. It might be. Listen, they spent a lot. They've got had a lot of new players. I think they got a little bit of a taste of it last season. That could we could be a good side here. He was. A, he got backed again by bringing in players like Alanga and stuff. He's dealing with some really decent players. Our knee. Mm-hmm. He's dealing with some really decent players, and I just think you know, there's a possibility. There's a possibility if it goes left for like. 
five, six, seven games. But, mm. but the hierarchy at Forest have showed that they've, they've stuck. got a, they've stuck with him yeah. through difficult times, and it's not. And I really like Steve Cooper, by the way. I really yeah. do. Uh, so uh, no, and, and the Forest fans do as well. And I think you sort of like say David Moyes and Cooper, were two managers you could have got rid of last mm. year, but you didn't. That's this is where the sort of the, the punching tier is an interesting one. Mm. So in terms of punching, I'm just going to populate it with a few. I would, I think Cooper, if he is going to be as safe as he was last year, and you know, last year doesn't mean this year. They're drawing a few games this year. I think overall they they look better. They look more comfortable in the league. Um, you know, he signed a lot of players. I think he signed 49 players. That's insane. Which is a lot over his time as 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 the manager. I think long term in terms of where Forest want to go. This is where the punching one, it could fall down a little bit. And yeah. we've had a lot of debate, me and Kai, about the tears. So forgive us. We're just trying to have a bit of fun, make some decent content, okay? But in terms of punching, new ownership, Sean Dyche could be in there. That could lead to him being <laughs> gone by May as well. Roy Hodgson, I think if there was a gone by June, <laughs> I think I could see Hodgson having like a nice, calm season. Yeah, send off. Nice send off at yeah, the end of the year. Clap yeah, him away. But can he survive long term? Well, look at this list I think now. He's gonna, he should retire this season. No? We're making this like difficult for ourselves because these managers left in here have all done a bit or got a bit. But I think you've got to put Thomas Frank. I wouldn't like to put him in there, but I put him in the punching as well. Yeah. Oh, well, I, so I, yeah, I, I think I that's a fair well. point. Now he's. I think Brentford have been punching. They've like, had to a be fair. Season. They've with the money that they've spent. It's. You know, it's incredible the job that they've done. And actually, the injuries that they've got right now, that is a problem as well. So I think he's proven that he's a solid manager. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I, I think the funny thing with Brentford is would they... How ugly... It's never been ugly for Brentford. Mm -hmm. no. It's For about 10 years now, mm, yeah. it's been... Oh no! Well, you know, oh, we, I was hoping we go up this year. Okay, well, yeah, but we're still you're still playing well, winning games. Thomas Frank hasn't had to deal with the opposite of that, so that makes life. How uh, I see thing. it is, if these guys that are in the punching right now, if they were to, other than Sean Dyche, who always seems to find a bottom tier club, if these guys were available right now, would they would would many teams be like just lining up for them? Not for Roy Hodgson, in my opinion. He's just got this ties to Crystal Palace now. Steve Cooper, yeah. I think he'll end up back in the championship if he was to get... What do you think? I, I think Steve Cooper like gets who? a Premier League a Premier Like one job. of the lower clubs, though. Like very, very low. Uh, well, would you reckon... Well, well before he, before he went to Forest, um, Crystal Palace were very interested in him mm. and that was a deal that was almost done. Fair. I think Steve Cooper, with his work that he did with England under 21s at youth level, mm. I think a lot of clubs are impressed with the way that he handles players. At Forest, is mental. He's got so many players to deal with and the fans love him because he took it from the bottom of the Championship mm. to the Premier League. But I think that he's a man with a lot of credit in the bank and him and Thomas Frank in terms of the punching mm. levels would get jobs elsewhere in the Premier League. He's he's mm. getting there. He's certainly getting there with this with the squad, with the amount of... With that... Yes, there's been a lot of players, but you also kind of know what he's trying to do now. The ceiling of what he wants to do, like how far and how long will that allow him to be Forest manager? It'd be interesting to see how Forest fans' expectations change as they become more and more comfortable mm. in, in the Premier League. Um, so this punching and good is good, but is he good? Tier is this is what this is so hard because look if you look at the bottom rung here now we've got. Klopp, Pep, Arteta, David Moyes. I'm going to pop David Moyes in. He's good, but is he good? Yeah, yeah, I've got him there as well. I'm also going to pop in Ten Hag. I've got him there as well. Now, we'll come back to Ten Hag. What are you going with? Punching? I haven't gone by me. <laughs> but we'll talk about it. We'll talk we'll about it. We'll get there. It. Now, and pound for pound, we'll decide at the end. 
I think Pep obviously is going to be an elite manager. Mm. We have problems now, right? So there's a couple of problems. Okay. And I don't know how you want to tackle these. We're going to take them bit by bit. Okay. So how many? Look, gone by May. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So we need one more down there. Uh, we need a couple more in punching. Now, let's talk about Aaron Tegahal. So ten, and we also there's only space for two elite managers, and of course you've got a pound for pound. So I would suggest, and I, what I'm intrigued to know is if you've got, and if we're thinking about pound for pound along the way, Klopp goes to elite. Is Arteta in elite? Mm. And if those are your three, then we're okay moving forward, and then we decide on our pound for pound. And when we get to pound for pound, I'll talk about the amount of money spent on, on no. transfers, right? But in terms of the elite nominees mm. for elite managers right now, down the bottom you have Deserbi, Eddie Howe, Unai Emery, Postacoglu, and Pochettino. You put Emery in there. Bring your yeah. medals and put them on the table. Agree. Bring your medals and put them on the table. Fully agree. I love Pochettino, but Emery's got the medals that he got in France. But then Emery's also got four Europa, Europa Leagues. Leagues. I'm I, I'm dropping Arteta down to goodies, but is yeah. he good? Because listen, at the end of the day. Yeah, without all due respect, he's doing a good job, but he's just had a title race. That's it. You know what I mean? He's had a title, okay, won the FA Cup in the so beginning, th but are we now just a bit overrating the situation because, you know, he's he's challenged? Yes, we get you challenged and he could go again. Then you become an elite manager. But at the end of the day, as you mentioned, trophies on the table. His, if we're looking at CV, Unai Emery's got a CV. And if you're looking at what he's doing at Aston Villa at the moment, I think there are 11 wins at home in a row. He's doing a good job there. So... We have to just be realistic. I think sometimes, again, which I was mentioning in the, in the last episode, the badge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh, he's doing it at Arsenal. Tower race of Arsenal. What? He must be elite. No, no. Why are you better than Unai Emery? <laughs> yeah. What have you done? Arsenal, Why I'll, are you better than Ange? I'll, I'll play Why are you better I'll than Emery? Devil, are you? Yeah, go, 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 go. I'll play devil's advocate. Arsenal fans will be like, we've seen both managers at our club mm -hmm. and we can clearly tell you that one is tactically better than the other and they will be firmly in the Arteta camp. I disagree with mm -hmm. that, but if you're an Arsenal fan, that's, that's what you'd argue. Because, uh, so let's, let's take a moment now because I did tweet and asked, what are the pillars of a good manager? Because you're right, there's two sides to this. At medals on the table, Emery wins that. Emery supposedly, well he did, failed ultimately at Arsenal. And Arteta is not failing. If anything, he's, you know, he's thriving. Pochettino has won a couple of trophies at PSG. But aside from that, has managed, is managing a big six club, has managed a, a big, whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. club in Tottenham and hasn't won any mm -hmm. of those trophies. Neil Warnock has been promoted time and time again. Mm. You know, Tyndall's been promoted. Mm. Uh, but that doesn't, sometimes there's a ceiling to a manager as well yeah. that you would never consider them for a certain job. And I would suggest, I'm not saying this is true or not, I think it's something to explore, will Unai Emery ever get one of those jobs mm. again? I think he can He can do a remontada with, with Aston Villa potentially and get another job. I actually think he can. And I think you look at what he did at Arsenal. Yes, okay, some of the football is frustrating. And, um, but the first season they finished fifth and he got to the Europa League final. The next season he got sat midway through it. But can these people remember that Arteta was given the opportunity to basically fail as well? Right, like Imran Emery was doing, he got given a longer period. And, you know, Emery just come out and said it recently. He said, everything Arteta's doing, I wanted to do, but mm -hmm. I just wasn't given the time. Mm -hmm. And we got to remember, context is everything. The manager that takes over the, the, 
the the figurehead is always got less time and it's always going to be a problem. We saw it at Man United. Listen, Arsenal Man United were unique cases, yeah? Managers that were in charge for 20 plus years. Una Emery took over that. Yeah, it took over that, took over the players that played under Wenger as well for such a long period as well. It was difficult for him. Arteta actually had a much easier job picking up, oh, that failure over there. Oh, I'm just going to I'm going to transform it my way. And I always used to say LVG had the easiest job of any manager for my United. Mm-hmm. What picking up David Moyes slack? Oh, you are in the best position because they're going to get rid of Rio and all these men are going to be gone now. You got the best one and he failed as well. Mm-hmm. Arteta isn't failing but the manager after the manager it's I think has the best right. job so I, I think I think I think Emery deserves a little bit of cutting some slack yeah. for the Arsenal one man for me okay. and also Arteta benefited from lockdown and so Arsenal during lockdown weren't playing great football utilising the the, dre- the, the dregs of Aubameyang utilising like the dregs of the players they had in there to win an FA Cup to beat an FA Cup and and that bought him time and that's fair enough you win a trophy but putting him on the same level as Unai Emery I think is a little bit disrespectful to a man who would we ever be surprised in, in two years time on a mad one Real Madrid are like Unai Emery's our new manager we wouldn't be so that tells you that guy can still do a job if Arteta if Arteta goes and win four Europa Leagues. Do you know how we'll be talking about this man right now? They'll be talking about like he's a god or something. Do you know what I mean? Like four Europa... Like, let's be honest. Like, what we just said, um, he didn't work out at um, at Arsenal. No, you said it, sorry. He didn't work at Arsenal, so maybe Arsenal fans can say. But on the way to the final for, for Villarreal to win the Europa League, who did they beat in the semis? You, man. No, they beat us in the final. Who did oh, they beat in the semis? Man, yeah. Arsenal, Arsenal, mate. Arsenal. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, they, yeah, Arsenal. Yeah, 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 Arteta's yeah. European record is not yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. good. He's he's had seasons in Europa. Even even we did. We we even with Ten Hag, we went straight to the semi-finals as well. So we've he's had seasons in Europa. He's had season Champions League, his first one in Champions League. He's lost the game against Lons. Let's see. Let's see. I feel like okay. Let's see. Let's relax a little bit. So yeah, as I say, I asked you guys about pillars of a good manager. Because one thing I think with Arteta as well, a question to think about. Who will, when when their careers are both over, who will be higher up on the on an all time list? Out of those two, just think about it for a second, yeah. right? Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Uh, so I asked about the pillars. Sharky was on last week. Did two fantastic podcasts. One of the pyramids of Alcott as well. The the, uh, the, the first ever, and uh, he did brilliantly. Uh, he said that emotional intelligence, great communication skills, adaptability, tactical and generally, and player development. Okay, because I just want some of the ingredients that you need to think about when we're finishing off this tier list. Josh Clark is interesting. Being loved uh, by the media is a massive one. A good manager can be stopped from growing due to the media jumping on them to bring them back down to earth. Definitely something that Ange seems to have. Mm-hmm. And Ten does, Hag doesn't. Does Arteta have that over Emery? Uh, media love. That sort of, a, that ability to put yourself forward in the right way. Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, absolutely. That, and that's, that's that for me. 
was Emery's downfall mm-hmm. at Arsenal. He's too I, polite, isn't he? I he still think, says good the good evening yeah. thing, but like now, which I rate. Yeah, yeah. Stuck yeah. with it. <laughs> He's the good evening the good evening thing um thing <laughs> turned into a little bit of a you know him. what I mean? And then oh, also dude. I just think you see how I said somebody that captivates a city captivates I'd never I just don't think Emery ever captivated the Arsenal fans even when he went to fifth I think Arteta and I said it about Graham Potter and I and a lot of Chelsea fans were getting on to me at the time and then they understood later a manager has to have character that you can buy into and and I think that's something that for me at Man United I just don't see that I'm not inspired by Ten Hag's pre um, um press conferences I'm not inspired by it but you see Ange dominates the the room peak peak jose Klopp, pep um these type of managers you sit there you listen you, you you're captivated arteta is another one like that he sits there even if he's saying all this random stuff about my wife and i picked her up and i we we were my girlfriend whatever he was saying you're captivated by him and i think unai emery like yeah he's talking i might uh yeah while he's talking that's that's the, that's the issue so that's where i think it went that's the only issue at a massive top club like a PSG and an Arsenal that that's my only Foot- caveat for um, Emery like can he captivate well football's also like a pantomime isn't it so you're right to say that and Jordan Mourinho ushered this, in this era of like you have to win the press conferences as well because that's half of the battle the media in this country is different to the media in any other country I disagree though Arteta doesn't captivate me he captivates Arsenal fans he does a very good job doing us against them us against the world but if things start to turn for Arsenal and results start to go against them the media won't be friendly because Arteta doesn't give the media much no, in, in, in like interviews him. and like like, I think Arteta's blessed by the fact that he had a, an established playing career in England at Everton and at Arsenal. So we're, we're very familiar with Arteta. Um, and he gets that benefit. And he gets that rub. And that's why he was given a lot more time than Emery was. But in terms of if stuff, stuff starts to go south for, uh, for Arsenal, I don't think Arteta will be treated that favourably by the media. Other pillars that are important. Clarity, which I think one th- is one thing that Arteta did have. Mm-hmm. And... Maybe he just got given the keys a little bit more than Emery, but I also yeah, think that's exactly. maybe you're doing a slight disservice to Arteta. Joshua Nichols says, having the nickname Big, whatever it might <laughs> Big be. Big Ange. Big, Big Sam. Ange. Big Sam. Big Ange, whatever it may be. Um, empathy, a lot of people were talking about as well, which is quite an interesting one as well. Because I think all these elements are important when we're, when we're thinking about uh, who we're going to put where. Shark, so, Sharky nailed it, by the way, in terms of his pillars. I think Sharky absolutely nailed it. Should I reread uh, that? Yeah. So, emotional intelligence... Great communication skills, adaptability, tactical and generally, and player development. Yeah. I'd add one more in there. Signings. Player idea, yeah. yeah. Signings. Talent idea, yeah. 100%. Although, I mean, I guess at this point, they're sort of more of a, like a veto than anything else, aren't mm-hmm. they? Yeah. In terms of actually making the signings and the people that you want. Right, so we return mm-hmm. to said tier list. I mean, I'm going to go with the majority with this. So, Unai Emery, <sighs> you want... Unai Emery. Do we have to have two in there? I tell you what. Do we have to have two? Yes, we do. It's a pyramid, Greg. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, Pochettino. I'm going to put him here. He's good, but is he good? Yeah, I've got him there too. I think he is probably good, but these tiers are ruthless. Okay. Eddie Howe. uh, Let's put them all here and we can then wiggle Mm -hmm. them about. Mm Deserby. Big Ange. Now, Mm -hmm. can I just chuck something out there? Go on. I think there's two two managers that we need to talk about who could be gone by May hmm. that are currently in the... Or three, actually. Actually, four in the good but is he good. There are four managers there that could be gone by May. What? Well, four managers in that in that, in that tier. 
So, okay. So, David Moyes, Moyes. who's had a good start. Yeah. um, But I think as much as he gains a boost of credit with the trophy, trophy, um, I know West Ham fans, a lot of West Ham fans aren't sure on him. Can I just speak on this really quickly because it's sending me absolutely (laughs) insane. My boy, Jamie Boyce, I know we're listening to this. Uh, He's one of the few West Ham fans. Is he an out or an in? No, he's 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 a Moyes in. Let's not get it twisted. David Moyes came into firefight at West Ham mm-hmm. and the fans weren't having it. He ended up finishing sixth and then seventh and then winning the European trophy. In West Ham fans' lifetime, who, who are our age, have they ever seen anything better? Forget May United, forget Real Sociedad. Everton were finishing fourth. Yeah. Come on, man. Let's put, some respect, let's put some respect to David Moyes' name, please. Let's please put some respect to David Moyes' name because as a manager, his his record in the Premier League is impeccable. That one season at May United where they mm-hmm. finished... Sunderland. Seven... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, but didn't he keep I up mean, West Ham as well? He kept up West Ham at one yeah, point as well, innit? So. Two spells at West Ham. Yeah. The, the turmoil at board level, the, the ownership group would run the ground yeah. to the club or the club into the ground and he got them to win a European trophy. It hasn't it been Europe every season? Come on, back three three years in a row, Europe. Come I mean, if he gets him in again, West wow, Ham. wow. I mean, he's brought in, and actually, it, Declan Rice goes, mm-hmm. brought, brings in some some good players. I mean, the style of football's not wonderful, yeah, but it's functional. But I think if it goes wrong, it could there could be yeah. an element of it turning there. And although they're great on the counter attack, I still don't think they have a. I mean, maybe uh, Kudos could be could be it. They, st- mm. they need Antonio is so important to them. Yeah. It's so important so to he them. He needs to get a better striker though, man. But, but actually, he's one of those where like aesthetically you don't see it, but like he'll lay it off, then run in the channel. Mm. You'll put the ball in the ch- uh, channel. How many players will, uh, will do that or mm. can do that? There's, there's very few. There's certain anyway. strikers that are not beholden to numbers. Ollie Watkins is perfect for Unai Emery at Aston Villa mm-hmm. and Mikel Antonio is absolutely perfect for West Ham. There's certain players that they're just... I still feel they just need someone that can get them <laughs> goals, man. Like, yeah, I like his work okay. rate and his bad but yeah, yeah, how long are we going to run this gimmick now? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, look, anyhow, anyhow, I think is is get, is close to the elite tier. Okay, I think he's worth a discussion there. Are we absolutely certain, knowing what we do, which is that eight or you know we're going to have essentially seven because we're not really counting Tinder, are we? Mm. Seven managers will lose their job in the Premier League. This year, are you telling me that Ten Hag and Deserby, Deserby less so, and Deserby it could be a jump upwards, mm. it could be a jump to a huge club, and if a manager across Europe loses their manager, are you telling me Deserby's not one of those kind of managers that you try and pinch like people pinch Potter? Mm. Yeah, no, no, yeah, he, I think Deserby's going to be up on a lot of um, clubs' lists for who their next manager would be. I think Deserby has his moments, you know what I mean? He has his naive moments and stuff. But listen, we're in 2023. 90% of people rating a manager just the way their, their style of play would looks. You, do you know what I mean? Do you so, consider him an elite manager? Um, I think, he, no, I don't consider him elite. No, I don't. But I think he could get there maybe one day. Again, a lot of these things, you have to prove it. You have to prove it. And the term elite, I, I still think there's only two elite managers in the Prem, but okay. we got the pyramid going on, so I got to do it. But so, no, no, he's not elite yet. Okay. So, and then Ten Hag. Mm. Could this is the Ten Hag? Because Ten Hag, I think today, I would think it would be a fair thing to say that Ten Hag, you could put an argument for him to be certainly punching, mm-hmm. and you could also suggest that he's in trouble. 
if McTominay doesn't give Man United life, the international <laughs> break is looking very different. It's looking very. All oh, right, sorry, I thought you were getting <laughs> moving forward. No, 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 no. No, but like in terms of the, the two goals McTominay scored for the international break, the salvage three points. And Delo, you're right back with a screamer. You're relying yeah, on yeah. individuals that nobody had previously rated to save your situation. Yeah. If Ten Hag's not gone by May, he's done a great job of turning it around. I I think if you if you stick with what we're looking at here, which is the fact that and look again, might be wrong, could be five managers this year. And especially if you want to get if you want to get Gary O'Neill out of this, we need to make some movements here. I would not be surprised if Ten Hag is out of a job by May. Wow. Is yeah. that outrageous? It's I don't not think outrageous. outrageous. I even, I said on my podcast, I said he could be gone by January. Because we've seen as well, so he's got a horrible month. <laughs> mm-hmm. You could get knocked out of the Champions League group, not even in the Europa League. We've got some tough games coming up. Copenhagen Manchester Derby this week. Copenhagen. Manchester, yeah. Oh, yeah. It will have got, so Copenhagen will have already happened. Okay. So hopefully yeah. they've won that one. Yeah. And then you got you got um, Manchester City. Again, if that turns into a three, four nil kind of game, then all of a sudden it, it does change Chelsea everything. Rise, you know Liverpool what I mean? So it is, a, it is a big, it is, it is very concerning. I, to be honest, yeah, like because I have to go to with what I said before on a podcast, I did say he could potentially be gone by, by January. And this is when the form was terrible. So gone by May, I would put him probably between punching and gone by May, unfortunately. Mm. Ange. Now, we can only get four in here, and look, we've got too many in Elite, right? Mm-hmm. So, in Elite, we can have three. We've currently got Klopp. Oh, we can have three? You can have three because one will go up to pound okay. for pound. Oh, so, yeah, you've yeah. got Pep, Klopp, Arteta, Emery, and Eddie Howe. Eddie Howe drops down for me. Eddie Howe drops down yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah, Eddie Howe, he's good. He's good. We'll just, we'll just keep good, it there. Yeah. Good. Okay. Um, Are you... I think you're... Arteta. You're suggesting Arteta, aren't you? He's well, good, but well, is he good? No, no, okay, okay. I, I, just, I agree. I just, just... Why do we put Arteta above Pochettino? Did Pochettino not finish in the, top two, in the top two in the Premier League? And got to the Champions League final. The Champions League final. What's Arteta done? I, I fully agree. Cup, but what's he done more than Pochettino? Pochettino's won a league <laughs> title in France as well. So I know I fully agree. This is what I'm saying. Look, Ange won trophies in Scotland. I know that sounds funny, but he did. That's I mean, at like, the end of the day, so... So we can't really just... If you ain't got the trophy, you've got one <laughs> FA Cup to your, your name and a title race, but you also have eighth, eighth and fifth. <laughs> Are you spitting, man? He's spitting. Can we just... Yeah. Can we just now, because of a title race yeah, and right. the FA Cup in, in, in the lockdown, say you're an elite manager? No. Well, right. We can't say that yet. Okay, let, let's... Let's find out. We're going to get there. We're going to get there, guys. We're get there. We'll, let's go round and we'll make a move each. I'll go first. That has to happen. Okay, cool. My move would so, be... Sorry, this is a podcast. David Moyes has just been moved from good but is he good to mm. punching, which I don't feel very comfortable about. But I think with the other managers that are there... Oh, sorry. I'm just going to have to do this. We're going to have to discuss it. Would you suggest that Ange is possibly punching right now? They are running hot. I know that like, everyone loves him. He's had a great career. He is doing brilliantly. He is doing brilliantly, but but is he running hot? No, let's go to Sharky's pillars. Adapt- adaptability. Bentacle was their best centre midfielder last season. He ain't played this year. Mm. Like this, this, these aren't the horses that Andrew have at the final iteration of his first side, and he's got them top of the league after mm. a quarter of the season. Let's give him some credit. But by, by by definition of punching, that is punching because okay. Spurs will not probably win the league. They will not win the league. So. 
That is kind of a top of the league. Now, listen, if Spurs were third, it's so we're having a different discussion. They are top of the league above Manchester City. That is punching. Yeah, but I don't want to... Technically, that is punching. So I think what, we, what you have to decide on here is what's the truth. Is the truth that he is so elite that that Tottenham will... This will carry on. Or a bit like De Zerbi, who's on a tricky run right now. But I think if we'd have done this four weeks ago, mm-hmm. we'd be going... He's above someone like Unai Emery, who who'd mm. been in a patch patchy sort of run of form. Yeah. Okay. Can I? We you lot can argue the Andrew because I don't want to put my stocks <laughs> in that one. My swap, <laughs> please, win. James. Can I swap Gary O'Neill for Sean Dyche, please? <laughs> Just put some respect on the man who's doing do, a decent job. Do you know what I will allow? The fact that new ownership, um, that means a new man sometimes, sure, sure and don't. also <laughs> Everton sack. Managers, that's yeah. simple as that. So I, I I'm so okay with it. I do think there's an element of recency bias with Gary O'Neill, and Wolves can be quite cutthroat. Yeah, I can't lie. I had Wolves. I had Wolves as going down this year. So technically, by that definition, I have to actually have Gary O'Neill in, in punching. Yeah, punching. Yeah. Punch okay, him. all right. Because so yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I like they're not going down this year. I, I thought they were going for to, him to get not. that job, and he might. You know, he might. Uh, be able to confirm that he is good enough mm-hmm. but I think punching is actually is a fair fair spot for him but okay but then again this, this is the thing though tough tears this is the thing though this is the thing why is De Zerbi above Ange so he so this is, is Brighton thing. is he not okay, wait, I'll be the bad on. guy if you guys you guys aren't willing to be the bad guy they're struggling in the I'll Europa the League guy. as well yeah. I'll be the bad guy I'll be the bad guy <laughs> I know Quek is shaking at saying anything negative about yeah. Postacogli but just pre- guys you've got to appreciate what we've got here right mm. and I know maybe we're getting mixed between what they've achieved and who they are but what do we know right Postacoglu has not finished a full season yet okay he's managed for nine games true right i know he's got 20 years and i that like i've heard him say himself in interviews look mate i've been not gonna bed for 20 years <laughs> yeah. I, I get Good it impression. but deserby deserby's had a full season what i will say actually actually god i'm, I'm twisting it around now because deserby walked into a much easier job than although you know Although it's it's astounding what he's done, he came into a very settled club. Yeah, with a with a talented squad mm-hmm. that he got more out than Potter. Mm. But but Potter played in Costa a way. Goglu came into an absolute disaster zone. Yeah, but it's a small data <laughs> but, but, set. But, but, What's the truth? Well, like? if, if we're doing it right now, it's quite hard to judge. That's this season is the be all and end all for Deserby because he did lose McAllister, he did lose Caicedo. Let's see how they run without those two players. But Postacoglu came into Spurs without Harry Kane, arguably the greatest player of all time and the top of the league. Come on, man. Let's let's. But that means let's, let's that give is him punching. The that is punching. In that a is way. punching. Oh, it's tough. It's tough. But do you know what? But I can I can imagine I can imagine Big Ange saying good, but is he good? I can imagine him saying it's a put him in that tier for me. Do you know but, what? Uh, do you know, I'm kind of I like James's kind of definition there. Though I'm not gonna lie, like we have seen a full season of Zerbi in the league, and he finished in the European Europa League spots. Right now, they've not actually started the season that badly. I think they've got 16 points. Who's, here's a question. Whose stock is higher in two years' time? Oh. Can I... Be, uh, I, I actually think it's Ange. Yeah, I think Ange. it's Ange. I think Deserby might explode. I, I think that's right. I think yeah. as well. I don't know. I think he'll go somewhere else and explode. Mm. I'm putting Deserby in punching. 
Yeah, and then Andrew, I'm putting Deserbi and, and punching. Because that's uh, uh, genuinely that's what we're asking about Andrew right now. I think Deserbi we kind of know what, mm. but Andrew asking he's good, but how good yeah, is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah, kind of yeah. he's kind of scaring yeah, everyone. Yeah, a yeah, he's, yeah. Got the, he's got the legal notice right um, yeah, now. You know what I mean? Exactly. He's that's got the, the legal thing. Notice. I think people, like this is why the, the pyramids of all got is good because people <laughs> are gonna scream at this. Mm. It's just a bit of fun. <laughs> right, I we have one. So are we happy with our Anten Hag gone by May? Cams, you want to fight for that? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man, I forgot about that. Wait, hold on. One, two, three, yeah, four. Oh, you, nice. you felt more passionate about Gary O'Neill. Okay? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, this is a, it's such Doesn't a tough feel one. good, does it? No, it's nah. a tough one, you know. Um, Thomas Frank above Ten Hag. Do you know what Ten that's Hag? Not, if he goes, that's not that's not sitting down well with me, man. Ten Hag, right? That's it feels not sitting a bit well like, with me. You know, when they once the moment comes that they can't qualify for the Champions League. They will sack him, yeah. Yeah. I think it's it's a tough time for Ten Hag, but I think he's going to have to stay down. And can't we just create like a little one between I think punching it, and going by me? The only thing he could... The only thing I'll offer you... Is Roy Hodgson. It's Hodgson. It's Hodgson or, or Cooper and they go on a bad run. I don't think Frank gets a sack. No, nah, they're too invested in Frank at Brentford. Everything that, that, that club he's built. Oh, we got we got to put Gary O'Neill then. No. We gotta swap Ten Hag with Gary O'Neill. No, no We've way. got to. No way. Roy Hodgson's doing a good job. I think he's gonna be fine. Steve Cooper, I agree. Thomas Frank. I'm, there's something scaring me about Thomas Frank. At the moment. I'm not so sure what it is. But Gary O'Neill, I can't. No, sorry, sorry. This may be elitist by name or what, but Gary O'Neill cannot be above Ten Hag. I'm sorry, he just can't. He just can't. He just can't. He just can't. This is crazy. Now nah, he just can't. Do you know? Do you know what can't. I will say? Ten Hag again. If we ask the same question, who's got a higher stock, Gary O'Neill or Ten no, Hag? Two years time. But is that just because he's Gary O'Neill might be like he's the next he's the next guy maybe? Mm, Everyone turn their nose up at Ange. Look at him. Mm, look at him flying in good videos. Gary O'Neill's ceiling, ceiling, ceiling will probably end up being like England maybe manager. can he be England manager <laughs> exactly? Yeah. But he's not. Come on, like no Arsenal, Man United, no none that are hiring Gary O'Neill with all due respect. You know what I mean? So a Ten Hag. Tower can't be a bad old guy, you know. I would, Joe, I would expect, <laughs> I would expect Gary O'Neill to leave. Oh, it's close. It's very close. I, I, Gary think, we, I think Tenhawk. we've got it all right, man. I think we've got it all right. <laughs> yeah, of course I you think, do, I mate. think we've yeah. got it all right. Put pots down there too. <laughs> <laughs> I, the thing with Ten Hogg, Ten Hogg got, Ten Hogg should be sorting it out. Yeah. And and that would put Gary Neal back down there. Or, yeah, Hodgson, you could say, look, he has a bad run. Or, do you know what could happen as well? Hodgson has them safe, and then they go on a bad run, and then then he goes early. I think he's going to see out the season and retire. He had this little illness. He had his illness and stuff. He's old, man. I think he's going to see out the season. He's going to get that last game um, lap of honour, and he's going to sail up into into, into the sunset. That's yeah. how I think it. That's how I think it works out for for Roy Hodgson. I'm not so sure about Steve Cooper. You know, uh, no, no. Okay, can we swap? Can we swap? <laughs> Gary O'Neill, like Gary O'Neill being gone by May. I just think, come on, man. Like, what more does a man need to do? Like, he's done a good job at Bournemouth. Mm. He's doing a good it's job. Not at about Wolves. that though, is like, but he's again. We're nine games in. They're mid table. Like, I know that's as Let good as it can form. probably get. We all had them going down. We all had them going down. Yeah, we said it we, in the ev- stadium. Ev- everybody had them going down. And like, and they're mid-table they're right they're See, Roy Hodgson's 11th. Okay, so, give him the respect. So, so, okay, swap Gary O'Neill. Sorry, this is hard to listen to. Swap Gary O'Neill for Roy Hodgson. Roy Hodgson, we could all agree, great manager. No! 
you just said you, you said yourself he's going to sell or sell off into sunset in May. So do you know what? Look, 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 look. Wait, no, you, okay, that's in terms point. of performance, Ten Hag deserves to be down there. Oh my I'll, god, I'll take it. he I'll does. Take it. I'll take it. In terms of pound for pound, what you've got and where you should be and the money you've spent, the club you are, guys, he's had long enough. He's had. He, he should have either cleared the deck so that it, so that it was clear where he was going. I'm not sure where he's going. But guys, do you guys know Man United are one point behind Newcastle? You guys didn't know that, did you? One point, but it, sounds, yeah. it's like, it, it uh, seems yeah, worse yeah. than it might be, mate. You <laughs> know what I mean? Yeah. But you've also, you know, we're only one point behind Newcastle. That's wild. <laughs> really? Sick. Yeah. They've got 16 points. We got 15 points. I mean, that's very good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a fair point. All right, man. I'll let you guys have the final decision on that because we're going to just be switching every ten hogs okay. all heads up and down the pyramid. Gary Nils, Gary O'Neill for me has got to has got to gets to slide down. Just if I was a betting man, if I was a betting man, I would I would expect I would, I think Gary Neil was more likely to get the sack than ten hogs. All right, all right. I'll Before roll May. There, Before May. Uh, Gary bring, bring, bring me back after the City game. Yeah. Let's see yeah, what happens yeah. then. You know what I mean? Let's see what happens. Gary O'Neill, if you're listening to this, like, I'm riding out for you, man. Like, I love Gary O'Neill, man, but uh, it's tough, man. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption in logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com insights. Pound for pound. It's, now, it's easy. When it comes to one thing you could do, you could, sh- you know, you could take anyone from here. So, you, Thomas Frank, mm. pound for pound? No way. It's an option, no right? Way. But, okay, if we're moving, one obvious move would be one of those three mm. elite yeah. managers. Okay, so producer, like you were discussing how you're going to do this. If we're going by the definition of pound for pound. Yes. Pep Guardiola's always had the keys to the Ferrari. He's, oh, he's dri- he's, no, 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 no. He's driven them over the line first in the majority of occasions. I think in his whole career, Pep Guardiola has managed 14 full seasons. He won the league title with 11 of them. The teams that he has managed yeah, are Barcelona, <laughs> Bayern Munich and Manchester City. Oh, I'm, so- I'm sorry. That? Jurgen Klopp came into a Liverpool team. When I was in school, like Liverpool obviously had history, but if you're a Liverpool fan, you couldn't chat to the Chelsea fans. You couldn't chat to Man United fans. You couldn't chat to the Arsenal fans because all you had was Istanbul. Jurgen Klopp has come in and changed the whole culture. They're in cup finals every single season competing for the biggest trophies on a, sh- on a budget that has a fraction of that of Man City. So, I'm not so having Una, this. I I'm think it's fair this. to say Unai Emery is chilling in the league. Chilling like, in the not league. popping him. So it's down to Klopp 
and Guardiola. Pep so Guardiola. Let's give you some stats. Let's give you some stats. Okay, go on then. So time in charge. Jurgen Klopp. Eight years, 16 days. At the time of recording. Mm-hmm. 443 matches. Points per match, 2.06. Total players signed, 37. Which is not that many. Mm-hmm. Total cost, 813 million. Average spend per player, 21.9 million. Mm. Pep Guardiola. Time in charge, seven years, uh, three months, 427 matches, points per match, 2.33. Total players signed, 51. Total cost, 1.28 billion. Average spend per player, 25 million. So around 3 million more per player and more players. And if we are chucking Thomas Frank in there, average spend per player, 4.6 million, (laughs) Um, which we're probably not doing. Listen... Listen, whatever we you know, people create definitions to 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 bring down greatness sometimes. That's what happens, right? <laughs> Pep Guardiola, he's the greatest coach of all time. I think the greatest manager is Ferguson. But coaching on the pitch is is Pep Guardiola. Everything that Sharky put as a definition, plus signings, I'm gonna add on again, Guardiola has got. You know what I mean? He's the most captivating manager in the league. He's captured the city. He's he's box office in the press conferences. He's tactically the best manager in the Prem. His man management management is excellent. His signings always hit the point. And player development, wow. Everyone that Pep Guardiola pretty much touches Im- improves their output and become winners pretty much. So this is we're not even like he should even be on this list. It should be it should be the rest it should be the rest of the nineteen managers and that's it. Pep Guardiola's levels. He's levels, he's the best. Yeah. We have to accept this. Everything that everyone is doing in this era is because of this man, because of Pep Guardiola. You, Pep Guardiola, is the trendsetter. You follow his trends. So, I mean, Klopp is elite. He's an elite manager. But sorry, Pep Guardiola stands alone in this in this era of football. Man, he stands alone. No, what you're trying to tell me about Ferraris? No, no, no. But I think it's an important element. It's important. Of course, of course, he, of course, everything that you've said, Mm -hmm. I get it. But it is, it's a disappointing thing to have not experienced him dealing with what he's got, not just, not, you know, not yeah. being able to kind of pick it piece by piece. Um, and, and you would, ex- it, as much as the standards are there, he has reached those standards as well. Like, mm-hmm. you would expect them to be right up there. Two, two questions. First of all, like, in terms of, say, like, market value of your squad, in terms of a pound for pound idea here. I, I think Eddie Howe's being slept on a little bit here mm. because I, they brought in a lot of quality, um, but the recruitment has been spot on. But the overall squad market value mm. gets dragged down by, and I'm not saying these are bad players, I'm saying their market value initially is certainly when Eddie Howe was there, Longstaff, like mm. Murphy, Almiron, all these guys. And I, again, I did a video uh, the other day, and we were talking, I was saying, well, what point do we stop? kind of listing those names because mm-hmm. they are now Champions League bona fide quality players. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Kieran, who chance, didn't totally know where to sit on that one. And that's difficult. But that comes because... I then said, how much is he adding, is Eddie Howe adding? And it's an enormous amount. So in terms of getting, like, the squeeze out of the, you know, mm. the players that you've got, Eddie Howe is squeezing hard. <laughs> yeah, he is. And he is. And mm-hmm, he is. I'll, I'll, I'll give Eddie Howe all the applause. When he took over Newcastle, it wasn't a great job in terms of where they were at in the league. They were in the relegation zone. He's turned it around. They were a Champions League side. We're, 
uh, I, we can't put him in any higher tier. We can't put him in elite and take off, you know, Emery or Jurgen Klopp or Pep Guardiola. Good, but is he good? He's with his contemporaries. He's with Mauricio Pochettino, who I think he can maybe chat to. He's with Mikel Arteta, who we've put him there because he's managing a team that's in the title race. And Postacoglu maybe is there generously. So I think that, despite the fact that Eddie Howe's done a great job, he's not an elite manager just yet. He hasn't won anything. I think, yeah, uh, that's how I put it as well. I think the, all the managers that are in good, but are they good? They can, by the end of the season, win a few trophies or whatever, and all of a sudden we're having a massive, uh, a completely different conversation. I think Eddie Howe is doing a, a great job with what he's purchased, especially because everyone thought, oh, who's the marquee guy that's going to come in? And he's like, no, 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 I'm going to do damn, but I'm going to do it this way. So I massively admire that. But I always say, you know, when it comes to like the situation with Pep Guardiola and like Klopp and stuff, some managers prefer to work in certain ways you know what I mean like is is there a guarantee that if you gave Klopp more money all of a sudden um he's gonna sign better players or he's gonna be it's it's all about who Pep Guardiola signs as well with that money do you know what I mean like a lot of people talk about you know Ferguson he got it done with Fletchers and he wanted to do that with them guys that's what he that's how his management was he he wants the Warriors of Fletcher and um Gibson and O'Shea's and West Brown he wants that and I think Klopp is the same he wants Henderson he wants these type of people like Pep Guardiola he likes the artists and yeah technical ability and stuff it's just different so when people kind of like feel sorry for Klopp because he's got these type of players bro he likes these guys those are who he wants those are his warriors Robertsons and that those are his men but, like, you, but would how goes, many would he sign Alfonso Davies just because he's got more money no he likes yeah, I think he would <laughs> I think I think he would like to have Alfonso no, Davies in terms of in terms he of because <laughs> I think the thing with Klopp if you don't know you don't go oh, I'm happy with Joe Gomez I don't want Guardiola you don't do okay, that okay that's fair. that's the, that's the argument when it comes to Klopp here right about three million less, less players bought to mm-hmm. over a longer period has been the main challenger to Man City. And in terms of being able to, in terms of ingredients, having the best in class, how many how many players has Klopp been able to buy that are best, you know, you know are best in class? Yeah. So for that, I you know, you talk about and again, look, Guardiola's was. Did we know Rodri was going to be Rodri? That's what I'm going to say. I don't know. But Guardiola, mm. Haaland, mm. Grealish. Mm. That's like, I mean, you can say what you want about Grealish, but Grealish costs £100 million. It's mm. a lot of money, right? Yeah. But, but, but when's Klopp done that? Klopp's not had that to work yeah, with. Yeah, he's and not. still challenged. And, and, and also, look, let's look at the, stru- the structure <laughs> the Man City have set up. They won the Premier League title in 2012 under Mancini. They then won the Premier League title in 2014 under Pellegrini, a different manager of a different style. And then, and then Pep Guardiola comes in in 2016 and dominate football. Mm-hmm. Where were Liverpool when Jurgen Klopp came in on their knees after sacking Brendan Rodgers yeah. about two months into the season? And he has transformed them into perennial title challengers, one of the best teams in Europe. How many Champions League finals have they been in since he's been the manager? Yeah, three. three? Like how many yeah. title races? It could be so different. Is, and if you it, list all those players, list all those players that live above had right, and gone six like long term success and work your way through them, loads. One miss for Guardiola, and <laughs> this is dangerous. I know. And look, this is dangerous. But De Bruyne was already there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Company yeah. was already there. Sterling. Silver's already there. Was Edison already there? No, 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 no. no he brought the yeah. Sterling was there. Yeah. Um, a lot of players were already was there. there. Yaya Torre. Yeah. Look. I get it. I get it. Look at the Listen. crazy name. They've got statues. I get They've it. Got I statues. get it. Listen, I was on this side of the fence once upon a time. 
Yeah, but I think this is the same thing people done with Ferguson and Wenger. The winners seem to be downplayed in these discussions. We have to respect the winner. The winners, the, the challenger always seems to get this kind of leeway. Like, Wenger didn't spend as much as Fergie. So, really and truly, like, who's the... But you got to respect the winner. When we look back at this era, yeah, yeah. when we look back in 10 years, we're going to be talking about Pep. We're going to be, we're going to talk about Pep and we're going to say, yeah, Klopp was a nice little runner, running mate. But we're going to talk about no, you Pep did, no, no, Guardiola, no, 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 you did, okay. Do you know what I mean? That's got, what we're going to do. This is, the, here's what, what do you mean you've got here's me? Here's no, you've got, got me nothing. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we're dealing with hypotheticals, yeah? Yeah. We can appreciate, oh yeah. Pep <laughs> we can appreciate Pep Guardiola when it's all said and done. And in 10 years after he's left Man City, they haven't won league titles. I suspect that Man City are going to carry on winning titles. The reason why Fergie is now deified right now is because Manchester United have been in the mud ever since he left. If Man United have carried on winning league titles, Fergie's leg legacy is a little bit dimmed. We'll see what Man City do post Pep Guardiola. I suspect they're probably going to still win titles because they were doing it before he came and they'll probably do it after he came. Before Will they dominate, though? He is... This domination hasn't been seen other than... You don't have to, you don't have to they, do this domination... They will not dominate like this. Okay. Manchester City, they will... In the next 10 years, if without Pep Guardiola, I think they'll win like... They can win like four out of 10 leagues. Yeah. They are not... If Pep Guardiola stays for the next 10 years, they'll win eight of the next 10. Okay, but cool. I'm telling you. But four out, of the, four out of the next 10 is a stupid amount of league titles. Man United have not won a title for 10 years. Mm -hmm. Liverpool... Then win a title for 30 years. Mm -hmm. Arsenal are 20 years into mm -hmm. it. If Man City go on to win four out of the next 10, I'm not looking at Pep Guardiola as being the GOAT. I'm just not. I'm just not. I'm just not. So, okay. Oh, I have, so, so keep listening, guys, because I've got one final question here. So they I, have to miss you. Because we have to obviously make a decision here. One thing I think is important to say is Akanji was cheap, wasn't it? Yeah. There's a lot of these. In, in recent years, mm -hmm. the new guys that have come in, aside from Guardiola, Haaland, was, that was a good mm. deal. But again, you know how much... There was a lot that went into that. There's one. a lot yeah, of change. Yeah. That a Doku, like, why is not yeah. someone? Else, why isn't someone else bought Doku? Greenish. Nathan Ake. Nathan Ake. It's hard. To, it's hard. I, look, I think. I think it's still just about Guardiola. <sighs> but this is the question that I think is really important here. The the debate between Klopp and Pep. You agree with me, right, Pep? Top. Yes. I, no, I do agree. No, no you don't I, agree. No, you no, don't, no, 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 you no, 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 I'll be like, fair enough, man. Because I think, look, Klopp, Klopp's had two tough seasons, right, where it's not gone well, right? And one was like, he gave too much loyalty maybe to the team, didn't make changes quick enough. Mm -hmm. And the other year was, you know, big injuries, injuries right? Yeah. The question I want to ask is, this debate two years ago, when Liverpool were two weeks from doing a quadruple, I remember us talking about going, oh, it's Klopp, isn't it? Klopp's won. Klopp's mm. won the debate. And obviously, since then, Pep's gone. Is the is it over? Is the conversation over? It's over. So that can Klopp, say they win it this year, because mm -hmm. he's been, I think he's building something quite exciting still there mm -hmm. in terms of this new Liverpool that we're seeing here. Lots of answers. Yeah. Can, can Klopp claw it back and get back alongside Pep. No! Yes, he can. No! Because it's over. You're league titles, over. league title, I believe in equality in life. But when it comes to league titles, there is no equality. Some league titles mean more. Mo Salah could not win another trophy in his whole career. And that win, one league title he's got at Liverpool means more than the three uh, Man City players got. It just does. Because <sighs> when, when, you, when you play or you manage Liverpool, Man United or Arsenal, the trophies mean more. This comes from a Chelsea fan. 
it means more. Man City won what the, do you mean by it means more? Man City won the treble a few you months ago. You mean it's harder? It just me. It's more embedded with the with the culture of this country. Therefore, it makes it harder to Understood. win those league titles. Right. Hence, why Man United are in a drought. Hence, why Arsenal went in a drought. Hence, why Liverpool went in a drought. Because when those teams are not performing, you've got Paul Scholes, Roy Keane, Gary Neville mm. in the media talking about it. You've got Alan Hansen. You've mm-hmm. got Mark Robinson in the media talking about it. It makes it difficult. I, I get So point, when you yeah. bring a league title to those clubs, Man City won the treble. Three days later, nobody cared. Mm. Do you nobody cared. That's because they're artificial club, mate. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? And, and that's it. When you're doing a club that's embedded, I'm a Chelsea fan and I'm mm-hmm. not putting us in this conversation. When you come from a club like Manchester United, Arsenal, Liverpool, mm-hmm. it means more. And when you do it there, it's harder to do. But It's w- harder yeah, to do. Yeah, but listen, it's we also... It's harder to do. But we're also... Set, listen, are we... To, are we not talking about their whole careers, are we? You're just talking about the Premier League, what they've done in the Premier League. Premier but League. You, the, the uh, same thing can be said about what you can same thing can be said about Barcelona though yeah I mean they're embedded into football in football history and mm-hmm. he dominated he rewrit he rewrit history at Barcelona yeah I mean and at Man City the thing that I'm saying is that this era is going to be remembered for Pep and we're going to see the effect of it when Pep leaves yeah mm-hmm. I mean we're going to see no matter what you think about Man City it's going to be a different city even if they're good it's going to be a different city this dominance that we've seen the records that he's broken this the records that he's set it's it's just different, bro. Like I get it that Klopp is is doing it on a little bit of a a tighter budget and stuff like that. He's competing, and that's that's why he's in these conversations. But he cannot be on the same table for me as Pep Guardiola because Pep Guardiola, by the way, he's gonna keep on going. Klopp can win a league, he can win a league, but it doesn't mean that he gets close. Pep Guardiola for me is is only in competition with himself and Alex Ferguson, mate. That's it. Fair enough. That's I, how I, I, see it. I, I I do fundamentally agree that Pep is pound for pound number one. I've made videos saying that Pep is the greatest manager of all time. But if we're talking about pound for pound, man, I I I'm I'm looking at Jurgen Klopp and the job that he's done, and when he leaves, how people will view him, it's going to be maybe in higher regard than than when. Pep but this is leaves. ain't this a similar kind of thing with the. Pochettino at Spurs kind of situation, you know, he was doing a job on a on a budget and stuff, and then but then you know you got to see him at another club, and then all of a sudden the ratings for him went down, and like listen, some people you can get it done on a okay, we haven't seen Pep Guardiola do that, but we will never see Pep Guardiola do that. Do you know why? Because he set a standard for himself yeah. at Bayern Munich, at at Barcelona. He you never see Pep Guardiola in a job where. Oh, it's, you're not going to because he has set the highest, highest standard. So, like when people, it's like people want to see him do it at a villa or something. You're not gonna yeah, but ever I, see I, that. I, I don't know, James, You'll never James, see that. James He's up. never been sacked. <laughs> He's never been sacked. He's never been sacked. You, you know, ne- club has a relegation to his name. Yeah, of course, yeah, of, yeah, course yeah, of course, yeah, of course, yeah. of course. Nah, but, cool. but the thing is, but the thing is, the difference between the two men. Klopp played for Mainz and then managed Mainz. Pep Guardiola play for Barcelona and manage Barcelona and manage yeah. it's different you're saying he's a silver spoon child basically. silver spoon child and oh so when God. I'm so when I'm looking at it and I'm giving credit out and addition out and distributing credit I'm looking at Jurgen Klopp's not just Premier League history but what he did at Mainz mm-hmm. and then what he did at Borussia Dortmund it's a procession for league titles Borussia Dortmund not like one league title since Jurgen Klopp yeah. left that club and he won two and, and we know what so, Germany's like. And in England, Liverpool had never won a Premier League mm-hmm. and they hadn't won a title for 30 years. And Jurgen Klopp wins the Premier League, the FA Cup, mm-hmm. the Champions League, the League Cup. He does it all at a club that we were laughing at a couple but, of years prior. Do you, think that's, on, do you think that's more impressive than a, than a, than a, than a treble, than a hundred points, than a formidables, than a demo treble, a domestic treble as well? Do you think these things are more, what, what Klopp's done is more impressive than what Pep Guardiola's done? One, Loris, Loris Karius was playing in the Champions League final. Wait, wait, wait. Do you think <laughs> what Klopp has done is more impressive than what Pep has done at Man City? 
on the record, on the record, <laughs> cumulatively, yeah, in terms of it's a, just a, a, so different, isn't it? It's, it's like yeah. Pep's playing jazz and and Klopp's playing heavy metal. Yes. So if with Pep, if you give him an if you give him a, a electric guitar, mm-hmm. he'll go. What? I don't want that. Mm-hmm. I want analogy. you know. I, I want the instruments you need for jazz. I think that's the thing. <laughs> I think that's yeah. like that's the problem. That if you'd love to go and see him at that. Unfortunately, football's moved on from that, and he his brain doesn't know how to work with those kind mm. of kind of players. I think you've seen you've seen that before with you know great players that start a little bit deeper in the in the football pyramid and can't do it because the mm. players can't do what they want them to do. And so Guardiola's not really ever seemed to have had an interest because I think instead of dropping down and dragging up, he actually wants to go into the future. Mm. And that's yeah. why he's pound for pound because what yeah. Klopp is now doing in terms of his changes and the control, it's in his identity, but he is looking to, he is, he's conceded that we need to be able to control a game of football now. Here. Yeah. We but, need to move towards your football, Pep. And so, although it is, it is like Michelin star mm-hmm. ingredients with Pep, it's an incredible meal he's making. Every just, just, year. just, and it's look, a new meal every year as well. And yeah. just, just to show why he's the pound fan, why he deserves to be sitting at the top, look at the league. Yeah. Look at the league. Arteta, who we're trying to say should be elite, he was Pep's number two. Mm. Pep got him. Um, that's his idol. Pep. <laughs> Ten Hag, you were t- um, the coach for Pep Guardiola. Mm. Vincent Company, you learned everything you know off Pep Guardiola. Uh, two, of it, it's two of them might get sacked. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, it just shows yeah, the yeah, influence yeah, yeah. and what he's done. I, I bet you if you speak to um, Aurelia, he'll say is at the same time, he'll yeah. say Pep Guardiola as well. I mean, he's just... He's just revolutionized the game, man. I've talked I, about I, it. I, by the way, I don't actually like how he's revolutionized the game. Yeah. That's a whole different discussion. And, 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 yeah, that, and that, and that <laughs> well, is, that'll be another episode. That's, a different you know what discussion. <laughs> that's what I'm coming off of as well. Yeah. I like football's a human sport that exists in the grey area. Pep Guardiola has eliminated that grey area. I hate it. And it's now football perfection. And great, that is the best. But I know that in terms of these title winning sides, 1920 Liverpool before lockdown mm-hmm. was one of the most enjoyable, one of the, the most human and one mm. of the greatest Premier League sides that I've ever seen. And I've enjoyed watching them play football way more than any Pep Guardiola mm. Man City side. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I like the Man City 17, 18 and 18, 19. Since then, I, I'm in agreement with you as well. Look, I guess it is, I would rather play, by the way, I'd rather play for Klopp than, 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 than <laughs> yes, Pep. So, so I would I mean? all of us. But, I'd rather, I'd rather but, watch it, to be honest. But yeah, yeah. We, okay. It is what it is. Right, guys, we got there. We got there. You have yourself a pyramid right in front of you. I'm not happy with a few of these. Um, You're probably not happy with a few of these as well. So let us know in the comments down below if you're watching this on YouTube. Uh, And if not, then uh, just, you know, tweet me. And screenshot, what we'll do is we'll put the link to this tier list in the description. And whilst you're subscribing to Kweku's channel and you're following Cam's, you can then um, put together your list and you can screenshot it to me and I'll quickly look at it you can tell you can abuse me and then i'll try and get on with the rest of my day <laughs> um the important thing is hopefully you've enjoyed yourselves i have thank you guys really really appreciate you thank both you, joining yeah. great heated debate from the boys <laughs> oh, and mate. we got there i'm i'm still feeling sorry for dice and um and rob edwards a little bit as well I'll be honest. um anyway uh thanks a lot check out the first episode from this week and the whole back catalog we've actually done a podcast talking about pep and fergie and who was better and uh, that's a really good podcast and all the podcasts are very very evergreen so go check them out there's a uh, pyramids of all cops from last week as well thank you so much speak to you.